Welcome to The Heightening, a place for those who are answering the call of God to fulfill God's purpose in their lives. We are women who are being elevated to a level of intentionality and empowerment to lead the life we were created to live. Please welcome our host, Yolanda Caldwell. Welcome to 2021. My name is Yolanda Caldwell, and I would like to welcome you to another season of the Heightening Podcast. We are excited to have with us today Crystal Brown. Hey, Yolanda. Hey, Crystal. How are you? I'm excellent. I am so excited to have you with us today. We are looking forward to all that 2021 has to bring with bring to us, and I'm excited to have Crystal with me to kick off our new season. Our new season's theme is freedom, and let me tell you, when you hear about Crystal and how she manifests freedom for herself and for those who are in her circle of influence, you too will be encouraged to live as God has created you to live and to fulfill your purpose. So we're not going to delay any further. We're going to get into this conversation. Please, I ask you to take a seat, grab a drink, grab a snack, and join us because we're getting ready to have a wonderful conversation with Crystal. So Crystal, I want everyone to know how we first met. Crystal and I both are in higher ed, and our paths have crossed with a project that she has called Project Becoming. So before we get into that, I should introduce you. Crystal Brown is many things to many people. She Her life titles include mother, artist, educator, and disciple. She is most well-known as a dancer and choreographer due to her 20-plus-year career as a performer and artistic director. Crystal describes herself as a person with a servant heart and a workaholic mind who has been used by dance to touch and be touched by others. So, Crystal, that's just a very little small snippet of who you are, but we're going to learn so much more about you. So tell us, I guess my first question would be, tell us how dance has impacted you and led you to some of the wonderful things you're doing in your life now. Yeah, well, first of all, Yolanda, I just got to say thank you for having me. You know, I love your platform and I love empowering women and people to live the life that they love. Um, and the one that they have the capacity for. And so I just love to tell this story because people know me as a dancer, but we romanticize the idea of artists and dancers, right? So many people think that this story started with me tugging on my mom's apron saying, can I be a ballerina? And actually, I just got dropped off at the wrong place at a carpool. One of my best friend's moms was supposed to drop me off at a piano lesson, and she dropped me off at a dance class, which her daughter was in, that I was not enrolled in. And so I actually sat there and watched a dance class. And then I bartered with my mother to let me out of piano lessons and then let me take dance classes instead. So it wasn't a real deep dream or desire for me, but I always say that your purpose might feel like a mistake to you, but it's really designed to give you a pathway to so so much more of something greater. And so I started dancing when I was nine. Um, that turned into probably one of the strategies that someone would employ these days for a child with ADHD, right? So I was the kind of only black girl in the academically gifted classes. I was also the only 
young black woman in most of my dance classes. And so I was navigating a lot of things, but it also, dance also gave me the outlet, the physical outlet to make all of my energy um, a, a form of communication. So when I got ready to go to college, graduated from high school, I thought, okay, well, what am I going to go to school for? And I found a college that had a dance program. And my mother was like, and what else? And so my original <laughs> thought was to be uh, a, a dan a, a accountant and a writer. That was my kind of early on middle school uh, professional choice. Uh, and so I said, okay, I'll go for dance and business, thinking that I would go back home to my hometown of Kinston, North Carolina, and basically become the first black dance teacher. Now, I always joke that you want to make God laugh, you make a plan. And really, <laughs> you're, back to your initial question of what has dance taught me, dance has taught me that no matter what, you keep moving. Dance has taught me that there's a language that we all have that we speak individually and that when you can get that out of your mind into your body and into the atmosphere, then it has the power to transform you and the people who are watching. And that's really what this new platform of coaching has done for me. It's, told, it's given me a, a way to translate ideas into tangible lives that my clients get to live from the fullest capacity of their gifts. And so, you know, that's really what dance taught me over the years. And, you know, I've traveled the world, I've toured, um, and I realized that there had been women who wanted, my, wanted to do what I was doing. I've never been the best dancer, like, you know, by far. I'm, you know, I've still never ever been able to do a split. But what I do bring to the field is an authenticity that I think people are drawn to. And as I was in the field and watching and working with women who were much better dancers than I was, I was noticing that there were other parts of their lives that didn't give them the leverage. And so when I started dancing, my mother would put me into pageants, right? So I paid most of my college tuition through pageants. And my mother was a, an emerging socialite in our small town. She actually was a politician who became a commissioner with no college degree. And, like, you know, that type of willpower and social navigation was already something that I was learning just by watching her. So when I entered the dance field as a professional, I was looking at all these women who were much more talented than I was and who were much more passionate about the skill and the craft and the art of dance but I knew how to talk to people. I could communicate with directors and business people and funders in a different way. So when I built my dance company, it was really to open the door for the women who really had the talent and the gift to put on stage, and I just had the connections and I understood something uh, in a different way, right? So that part was also a part of the maneuvering. And then, you know, fast forward to when you and I met through Project Becoming, Project Becoming was actually born out of the dance company in 2005 in the Bronx, New York, where we were just walking around one day, and I was like, why do we keep seeing school-age girls walking around in the middle of the day? And I said, do you know what I was doing when I had a car in a little town in North Carolina in the middle of the day? I was, it was not schoolwork, right? And so I'm imagining what these young women were doing in New York City with an unlimited Metro card, and I was like, we got to do something about this. And so we created this identity project called Project Becoming um, and met with these young women and basically said, who is it you want to become? Not like the Girl Scouts or something like that where we said, you know, you do this and you do this well and we say you're worthy and we give you a badge. We said, who is it that you want to become and how can we help you do that? 
And so we answered a lot of questions. We, we brought in a lot of guest speakers. We translated their questions into a curriculum that now that we share with the world. And so, you know, and it led me to you, which is a whole other conversation of just being inspired by the work that you're doing. Thank you. But listen, there are a couple of things. I want to thank you so much for sharing that with us. But there are a couple of things that you said that I want to elaborate on or, or get some more information. Um, yeah. Let's go back a little bit. You said no matter what. One of the things that dance taught you was no matter what, keep moving. And yeah. as you know, you know, this is 2021. We just came mm-hmm. out of the year of 2020, which for many of us will be historic, will always be a marker in our lives. It would be one of those things like, okay, what was life life before 2020 and life after 2020? Right, right. Um, it's, it's a major marker. And for many, they may have gotten stuck. Many, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, we are at the beginning of 2021, but there may be some women or people who are listening that are still stuck. But you said dance mm-hmm, taught mm-hmm. you no matter what, keep moving. Can you right. tell us or share with us how can someone keep moving? How can they move past the things that happened to them in 2020 so that they mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. find purpose in 2021? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, Yolanda, that you say move past because with dance, you move with. Right. It's not okay. the idea, right? And that's, part, again, it's part of my coaching platform of, you know, I don't like to call myself a life coach because I actually am a vision coach because my belief is that if you don't have a vision, you actually don't have a life, right? And so as you have a vision and you're moving towards it, just like you have an idea in your head about a dance piece that you want to make, you you show up to the idea every day as a vessel ready to do what the creativity, what the inspiration commands of you. And so you're not moving past it, you're moving with it, and you're moving through ideas to get to new ideas. And so as we come out of 2020, which one of my dear colleagues, Amora Tabor Smith, has coined as the womb phase. It's been a womb year. Um, Mm. In the womb, we as mothers know that we are cultivating something that we have no control over. There's something that we feel growing inside of us that we can't see. And as we are in dark places in our lives, we have to remind ourselves that this is not the first time we've been in a dark place. Our origins are in dark places. And when we can't see what's next, it doesn't mean that there's no step forward. It actually means that we are in a creative space where we need to use different senses rather than our sight to then understand what our next step or or movement should be. And so in dance, we call that improvisation. We may be driven by a set of circumstances or an idea, but everything that comes out of the body is an interpretation of what that might feel like. And so in 2020, I would challenge anyone who's felt stuck or stagnant to remind themselves, one, of what it is they want out of this life. And if the circumstances, situations, and conditions that surround them are not conducive to what they want, then they need to move in a different direction. And that movement is not easy. I'm not, you know, by any means, I'm not making it trite, but it does require that there is a fuel for the movement, right? 
many people move and they move through things, they move towards things because they either feel a push or a pull. That push and that pull are usually a pull towards something that they envision or a push by something painful. And in 2020, most of what people are feeling stagnated by is either that push of pain and kind of isolation and separation from their normal or the pull towards something that they can't quite put their finger on yet. And I would just encourage them to move regardless, to move in the direction of what you pull, feel pulled towards. And it doesn't have to be something major. You don't need to sell your house, quit your job, shave your head. <laughs> it might just mean that you wake up and there's something you can do today from where you are with what you have. One of the things that has been uh, funny with my clients and my friends this year is that I looked at my vision board. You know, we're going to do a, a project called Beyond the Board very soon. But I looked at my vision board, and uh, this year there was something that I hadn't done, right? It said that I was going to go on three dates. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that didn't happen. I could blame it on COVID. Or I could do what I can with what I have from where I am today. And so we launched our own version of the crystal dating game, and we had people submit applications, and I was, the goal was to go on three Zoom dates. So it was about not giving up and put and continuing to be in motion towards the thing that I said I wanted, right? So that's just a small example of what I mean by you got to keep moving. It doesn't mean that there's something big and drastic that you do, but it does mean that you wake up every day tuned to the inner voice of your, of your soul, your spirit, your intuition, also calibrated towards the big vision and the values that you have for your life. And you do what you can from where you are with what you have. I want to thank you for, for sharing that, um, how you birthed something. You talked about the womb phase, um, 2020 being a womb year. And mm -hmm. then you went on to share with us how you birthed something in 2020, the, the crystal dating game, based on doing your self-check, when you checked in on what yeah. you had intentioned to do and you realized mm -hmm. that something had not yet manifested and, and you began to move toward that, um, follow through on right. that pull. Um, it brings to mind uh, when you talked about that isolation. I felt isolated a little bit during 2020, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there were some actions that had taken place, some programs that I was involved in that really tapped my energy. Um, it took a mm. lot out of me to accomplish mm -hmm. um, some things that I needed to do in 2020. And in doing that work, I was depleted. And yeah. uh, I usually get my energy from being around people, but being in isolation, that wasn't possible. And mm -hmm. as I was navigating through um, this depletion and trying to replenish myself, I started to practice self-care in a new way, not depending mm -hmm. on social interaction to give me my energy. And yeah. out of that, yeah. um, I birthed with um, another young lady who is a social worker. We birthed um, a self-care kit. And um, mm. it is amazing. There are cards in this kit, and you get the kit and the journal. And it talks about and gives ideas for women to practice self-care. How can mm -hmm. you identify ways and opportunities to replenish, 
to show mm-hmm. love to yourself. And it's interesting mm-hmm. when you said you you launched the dating game, one of the cards in the pack talks about dating yourself. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times, mm-hmm. particularly as women, when we think of dating, we think of doing it with someone else. But one of the cards yep. when we were developing this, this the kit, we talked about first loving yourself. Loving yourself enough to spend time with yourself and doing the things that you love to do yep. without getting that validation from someone else that this is a good idea to do this or, yes, let's go do that. If you want to do it, having the confidence and the faith and trusting yourself to engage in that activity if that's what's going to give you energy and refreshment and enjoyment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I want to thank you about, because I thought about that in this womb phase. That was, it was amazing because in 2020, we did birth a couple of things. A lot, a couple of things came out yeah. in 2020. And I so many things. Forward. Yes. I mean, it, it's amazing. But let me tell you one other thing you said uh, with Project Becoming, and when you talked about the young ladies, that was amazing. And I'm, listeners, I don't know if you heard it, but I, I want to bring it back to your remembrance in case you missed it. You talked about Project Becoming not being a project in which the young women were validated by someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is very powerful. As yeah. experience in youth development, a lot of times our programs that are put in place have these steps or these outcomes, activities, mm-hmm. right, outcomes that you have yep. to do, and then someone else validates whether you did them correctly or not. And exactly. that is so true about your project becoming. I, I did not realize it, but the activities in which we participated, it was self-validation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Self-validation. Yeah. And it's part of, yeah. Yes, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, it's exactly what, it was the exact you're exactly right. I mean, you know, one of the things that we don't talk about as performers and artists and dancers, you know, from my perspective, is how much of your career, your self-awareness, your self-esteem is built on the frame or the lens or the validation of another person, right? And so I know that wholeheartedly of like, oh, your butt's too big, uh, you're too short, you're too dark, oh, your hair's not long enough. That's what people go through in order to be the people and the celebrities and the people that we see on television. And then once they've gotten all of that mastered, we then fault them for not being honest about who they are. And the truth is, <laughs> right, we're like, oh, you're in our thing. The truth is we've never actually asked them who they are and we've never really validated who they are as what we really want. So when we think, when we do that to other people who are strangers, imagine how much we do that to ourselves, right? The communication strategies that we use with other people are bred within ourselves. It's how we also talk to ourselves. So if we don't begin to cultivate self-awareness and self-identity in a way that doesn't have a structure of, upgrading or a structure of completion or success quotient to it that's extrinsic, then we'll never know what it's like to really be who we are. You know, it's it's kind of the difference in steps and stages. We use the word soul care rather than self-care because um, we know that what people mean by it, but we're also saying, you know, if 
you're already in the habit of pulling your validation and your health and your well-being from a reservoir of joy inside you, then you know what it means to be well on all levels of your life. And if something gets out of whack, you're internally recalibrating and rebalancing. It's just a different perspective than what we see in the media. In the media, it's like soul care is nobody gets me today. No one, I'm not going anywhere. I got to go check out into a spa for 18 hours. Right? It's not a, re- that's a reaction. That's a reaction to not being well to yourself for too long. And so we want to just be clear that when you're practicing soul care, that you're automatically noticing when the vibration, the calibration, your balance is off in the areas of your life that you need to give a little more attention to. And we're not, and, and we know, right? Like balance is not 50-50 all the time or 20-20, you know, what? it's sometimes 80-20, 70-30, 90-10, but the awareness to know that what you're giving in one area is being recalibrated or redistributed into another part of your life, that's the mantra that we want to build. And it's interesting, one of the, the how, how our programs kind of parallel or partner or complement each other is our message is it's a continual process. We're trying mm-hmm, to get women mm-hmm. to understand every day give yourself something. Every day exactly. wake up intentional on providing care so that, right. you know, you can raise that level of awareness of when mm-hmm. you're recalibrating and when mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you need to pivot or do something different. Right. So I, I love right. it. I, I love the way that, um, you know, this is in tandem with one another. So yeah. we, we, we're we talking about um, this birthing place, this opportunity mm-hmm. to do what we've been called to do or pulled to do. Um, and we were, we were talking earlier about what we call our spaces, our creative spaces. Um, you oh, call yeah. it your uh-huh. creative space, your dream cave. I call my creative mm-hmm. space my ideation lab. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about how you came upon the name your dream cave. What and yeah, tell us yeah. about yes, okay. <laughs> so you know, in COVID, what we needed to do was we really needed to make our homes more of a eight-dimensional space, right? And so it just so happens that this is the longest time that I've ever spent in my home since it was built. And that's usually because I'm traveling so much for work or I'm here or I'm there, right? And so what we began to do was reimagine what had been kind of like my office space in the house. And I began to also see clients from my home. And one of the programs that I take people through is called the Dream Builder Program. And so I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to see clients. This is also where I'm going to be visioning and creating new things. This is going to be my dream cave, right? Like, so we're calling my office the dream cave. It's where clients and I are able to build their dreams. It's where I actually get to live the dream, right? Because another part of me being a dream builder coach and a vision coach is that as an artist, I've, it's my mode of operation to have an idea and give it life to show to other people. And so I'm really just using that creative process, the human-centered design, the design thinking that I'm trained in from teaching entrepreneurship and innovation, and I'm using that to help people reimagine 
what's possible in their own lives. And the dreaming, the visioning is a part of that, but it takes a little bit of courage to dream. And just like we're talking about in this womb place, sometimes you have to go into a space that is only designated for your heart to thrive, right? And that's where my dream cave comes in. When I go in there, I can close the door. My son knows that it's like not a play area. You know, there there are things in there that allow me to change my perspective on what's happening in the world and internally with my own thought process so that I can actually stay on the same frequency of my vision every day and, and meet my clients where they are. Yeah, I I so relate to what you're sharing and what you're talking about. When I created the Ideation Lab, um, I had yeah. this vision of what it was going to look like and what I was going to do in this space. And I have uh-huh. dreamed about creating Ideation Labs for others, you know, spaces that they yeah. can go in and be their most authentic self yeah. Really get that validate that self validation that internal validation right. of what energizes them and what they enjoy. Yeah. I went. <laughs> it is you know I still have some work to do in getting it exactly where I want it to be, but we're the oh, state yeah. that it's oh, in yeah. now. It is it definitely gives me energy, uh, and it mm-hmm. gives me the opportunity to create and mm-hmm. to vision. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about visioning. Yeah. Tell us about your most latest project related to visioning. Well, right now, my um, larger vision is to be able to serve more clients. And so the vision for our company right now is that we're going to open up some new groups called the Dream Builder Group and the Life Mastery Group. And we're also going to start a new program called the Art of Living. And so we're really trying to figure out how much capacity we have or as an organization um, to really inspire and impact people to have the courage to dream. And so we do do a free vision workshop once a month, uh, third Saturday of every month, and we're going to start partnering that with your um, Colorful Conversation. So it's going to be Transformation Weekend. If people really want to know when they're going to do stuff, it's going to be the third weekend of every month. And then the other part is, you know, really making sure that I'm leading into my own vision as an example to my clients. I think I told you the other day, a part of my vision is to have a home on the ocean. And so my son is hanging out with his dad, and I decided to drive myself to the ocean and stay at a place in in our timeshare and just calibrate my mind around what that would be like on a daily basis, right? And so, again, it's about doing what you can with what you have from where you are, right? So from a, I could change my perspective really quickly and say, oh, well, you know, now that I know that this place is in our timeshare, maybe I could check that off the list and say I already have a home on the ocean, right? But <laughs> yes. what, would it, what would it mean to do it full time? What would it mean to make my yes. primary residence a place um, like this? So, And that's another thing, testing Testing and testing and dreaming go hand in hand, and similar to your ideation lab, right? What we know about great entrepreneurs and visionaries is that they take the courage to keep moving and test things out. They don't wait till it's perfect, right? Whoever is listening to this right now, I want you to not waste any more time getting ready to be ready. Don't waste any more time getting ready. Try something today. 
You know, I've had the right. distinct pleasure of being in room. Yeah, but just try it. What's, what's the worst thing that can happen? Failure is only feedback. I've yes, had the distinct pleasure of being in rooms with people. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to share. I don't believe, I think I have it posted, um, there no, there's only lessons in life. There are no failures. Exactly. There's just lessons. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, one of the people I've had the opportunity to talk to over the years of teaching entrepreneurship and innovation is Mark Randolph. He's the co-founder of Netflix. And, you know, what he's always talking about is that how they started. They were just mailing DVDs to each other, seeing how long it took from house to house. That's what you do. When you have an idea, you do what you can from where you are with what you have. Right now it's one of the largest streaming services in the world. It started off with two guys with an idea of mailing CDs and DVDs to each other in the mail when they saw that Blockbuster was going out of business. Let me tell you, I was probably one of their first customers, and I mm-hmm. have been a Netflix customer for a very, very long time. I remember looking mm-hmm. forward for those red and white envelopes to come to the house. Right. <laughs> and now we have people who are streaming Netflix who don't even know that, that that's what used to happen. That's what used to happen, yes. Yeah. Right, so when we think of our, our ideas and our dreams, we have to think way beyond the beginning. Some of us get caught in the how, which keeps us stagnant, which keeps us immovable, immobile. Right? So, uh, and right now, another thing, Yolanda, that's happened in the pandemic, and I know this as a life coach, as a vision coach, many people are so overwhelmed and saturated by the amount of content on the Internet, on Facebook, on Instagram that they get for free, that they feel even more insecure by digesting that content. One of my mentors says, inspiration without action is entertainment. And as a coach and an educator and a disciple, I know that information without instruction leads to insecurity. So the more that we're giving people information with no instruction, the more that people are feeling as though they're isolated and insecure and they can't ask a question because the information is there and they think they should know already, then we're not laying the groundwork for real, tangible evolution and progress. And so, again, anyone who's listening to this today, the best thing you can do to get started is to ask a powerful question. And that powerful question is, what would you love in any area? This could be about anything. What would I love in a relationship? What would I love to my job to be? What would I love to wake up to every morning? Where would I love to wake up? What would you love? That's the beginning of the vision. And that's the beginning of freedom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about this this season in the Heightening Podcast. We're talking about freedom. So your first yes. assignment, your first question to yourself as posed by Crystal is, what would you love? Right. Right. And this is not whimsy. Right, I just want to get everyone on the same page here as we move into things. Sometimes we hear things from a different context. I'm from the South. You know, you're from South Carolina. I'm from North Carolina, Yolanda. But my mother used to say, say things like, you know, I done told you that 57 times. <laughs> and so something I'm saying, something Yolanda's saying, something you're going to hear or have heard, you've heard it before, but you may not have heard it in this way. And so when someone says, what would you love, you're like, oh, I can't. I don't have time to be dealing with these fantasies. I got work to do. But from a biblical perspective, the Bible says God wants to give you the desires of your heart 
And if it's a desire and it's something you would love, then it's already a promise of God. But if you are not willing to say yes to it or even to give it the time of day, the light of day to think about it, then how can it come to pass? Listen, what we say at the heightening is that we want you to live the life that God created you to live. Any desire mm-hmm. that you have, God has placed it in you. It's a God desire. Mm-hmm. So what you love, mm-hmm. what you love is acknowledging what's already inside of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier, not allowing the world to dictate what you should and should not do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Setting up these measures of success or these milestones to say, well, this is what success looks like. This is what happy looks right. like. This is what your life right. should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're unique individuals. He created us to be unique. He created us to fill a purpose in the earth, not to be a duplicate. Right. Exactly. exactly. Ladies of the Heightening, I hope you have heard our heart. Crystal, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for stopping by, um, having this conversation. My pleasure. Listen, I really want to invite, um, Crystal mentioned it, so I would like to invite everyone who's listening, please bring a friend to Transformation Weekend. It is the third weekend of the month. On Saturday, Mm -hmm. Crystal offers her workshop. Crystal, share a little bit about your workshop. Yeah, so it's a vision vision. workshop. What we do is we get kind of nitty-gritty on what we need to do to create a vision. And so this first one in January is going to be called Beyond the Board. And so we hear a lot about vision boards, but, again, if we don't know the framework behind them or the foundational tool that it means to envision or to be a part of the vision and pursue a vision, then we might just be looking at pretty pictures. So I want to really dig in and let everyone get a foundational tool to build a vision board, and then to live the vision that they're putting on that board day by day, step by step. And if you want more information about that, you can go to crystalbrown.com backslash coaching, or you can go ahead and go to stepwithcrystal.com, drop your email address in, and we'll make sure that you get on the mailing list. Great. And what's going to happen, that happens on Saturday. And then on Sunday, Mm -hmm. we offer, at The Heightening, we offer colorful conversations. And you can visit us at theheightening.com to sign up for that. We also, you can search for colorful conversations on Eventbrite. The beautiful thing about both of these events is that they're free. Your Transformation Mm -hmm. Weekend, what we're offering you is an opportunity to have the freedom to test ideas and thoughts um, to tap into what's inside of you. Our Colorful Conversations, when you sign up, we will send you sheets, coloring sheets, or you can have your own. And our conversations are exciting. I um, I was sharing with Crystal, we've had um, wonderful visitations with individuals from all around the world. It is a wonderful Amazing. opportunity to, to join us and to join into a conversation so that you mm-hmm. can expand your horizon and, as Crystal said, ask questions. And that's yeah. what makes the conversation so wonderful when we're together. We literally ask each other questions and get different perspectives. Um, at our last, in, um, in December last month, we actually had a young lady who joined us who lives in a tiny house. So we spent some time talking to her Amazing. about what that experience was like living in mm-hmm. a tiny house. So I'm telling you, it's an opportunity to transform your perspective. 
We're not trying to change you. We want to expand you, expand your horizon so that you can do all that you were put on this earth to do. Exactly, Um, exactly. And when you think about it, I just want to just add one more thing. When you think about it, you know, it is your opportunity to connect beyond your circle of influence, beyond the people you normally see. And and for those of you, we've been in the pandemic for a while, and people have been doing a lot of virtual things. But I'll just say that if you've never been in the Zoomiverse with me, then you're missing out. <laughs> I love it, the Zoomiverse. Yes, I love it. I love it. So, ladies of the heightening, we gave you some information. Um, step with Crystal to get information about Beyond the Board on the third Saturday of January. We also shared with you to go to Eventbrite, look up Colorful Conversations, or you can go to theheightening.com to get information about Colorful Conversations, which takes place on the third Sunday of the month. So that is Transformation Weekend, Beyond the Board, on to Colorful Conversations. We are so grateful that you joined us today, Crystal. Thank you so much. I I love that. I Thanks for having like, me, Yolanda. You're doing listen, amazing work. I'm a, listen, I'm at a loss for words because I want the conversation to continue to go on because there are so many things that we have to share. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you back because yeah. we did not touch on everything that that you offer, and I really believe that what you are creating in this space is so needed. Women need this opportunity to vision appropriately what their lives should be, and they need the Mm -hmm. action behind the vision board. They need the action and to understand how to activate that vision. So I would love to have you come back. Um, Let's talk again. Let's continue to do what we've both been called to do in this space and in this time. the awareness. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yes. We'll, we'll so thank it. you again. I truly appreciate it. Ladies of the Heightening, please visit stepwithcrystal.com and also visit theheightening.com to get information about Transformation Weekend. Thank you, ladies. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us today. Please visit us at www.theheightening.com.